Lost Talk Radio. Are you introducing? Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouts. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. Except that instead of it being Susan, she's all bedded up and drugged up from surgery. We have a guest host with us. It's Moni Jefferson. Hi, Moni. Hey. Oh, my gosh. How exciting. <laughs> so that makes you the host. See, I'm oh, the co-host. Oh, it does. Okay. Okay. No, I thought we were doing a co-host thing. I didn't know I was going to lead the whole thing, but Oh, yeah. Hey. You're leading the whole thing. I mean, I, it's, oh. we get to talk all, a lot. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? That's it's good that the gift I have the gift of gab because that's, that's my thing. So, oh my gosh, how exciting! Welcome everybody to the show today. Um, I'm really excited. First of all, honored that Susan would ask me, so I'm super excited to be here and talk about social media overwhelm. And we kind of um, added self promotion as well. So, oh, really? Today, yes, cool. um, kind of on a Facebook thing, we were talking about self promotion, and she said, "Hey, Moni, mm-hmm. can you talk about this too?" I said, "Sure." Um, so we'll talk about that later on, but yeah, mm-hmm. we'll definitely dive right in. Dave, tell me, what, tell you me bet. how you feel about social media. Well, social media, you know, it, it, social media is an interesting phenomenon. I mean, you've got, you've got only what a two years, three years of social media really being prevalence. I mean, when realistically before social media, we had, we had the internet a little bit. I mean, because that was back in the 80s uh, through the 90s. And mm-hmm. things were really, you know, um, what's the best word for it? Ugly. <laughs> Worse than ugly. It was, it was, I mean, you look back on it. It was like, back then it was just fascinating. Right. It was like so letters cool across to be on the there. screen. And, you know, and, and, and a lot of people don't know this. Those that do, we usually try to avoid talking about it because it's embarrassing. But the screens that we were limited with were 40 characters across and only 24 lines up and down. And that was the screen you had to deal with. Letters was about all you could get out. And then Commodore Computer came out with a color screen and Apple, which was already color, uh, but you you weren't able to individually change each letter. You would change the color and it would be the color of everything on the screen. So you could be yellow and you only had the eight colors. Eight. Oh my goodness. That's back in yeah. the day. I remember I had a big old desktop. It was a big Dell and it was like mm-hmm. huge. It was like as big as a TV. Um yeah, and you could only do a couple of things on it, but I thought it was fascinating to send email. And at the time, we had just gotten that computer. We would send, I would send my husband email. He had just went over to, um, I think it was uh, Kuwait or something after 9/11. And so I was, I was so thankful that I had that way to communicate with him. Yeah. At least via email. 
Um, before that, that, when he was in boot camp, we just sent letters. <laughs> we didn't have that. We had phones. We had the telephone in which you had to dial the telephone. Right, and, and then say over. I, I well, yeah. We're, if you if you were calling shipboard, yeah, that was that, oh, that's God. true. And oh, somebody's at the door. Who's this with the four eight zero area code? This is Catherine Goyette. Hi, hey, Catherine. Catherine. How are you doing? Good morning. Good, Good morning. We were just talking about, uh, we were just starting to talk about the social media, and Dave was telling us how he was a little, back in the day, embarrassed about, like, <laughs> how much it's come, you know, but now what we're dealing with is social media is a lifestyle. Unfortunately, it it's the way that we connect. It's the way that we do life, the way that we do business. It's the way that we stay connected. And I will say it's good because we connect, but we're so disconnected at the same time. Um, and before I started my business a year and a half ago, just for the audience, I started a, a public relations business about a year and a half ago because I wasn't getting hired, obviously, because of my resume and moving around. And I live in a very kind of country area. And I was just using social media to just share family photos and, you know, share my life. And now with the business, I feel like that's so much of what we do now is sharing what we're doing on top of our life. Do you guys feel like that? I think we share too much. You do? We do. We share entirely too much. Yeah, I agree there's, with that. You know, I don't know what you had for breakfast or lunch or dinner. You know, there's some things that I'm just like, this is this is kind of ridiculous. But I also think it's overwhelming. <laughs> I don't know how people do it with like a Twitter and Instagram, you know, all these different I'm going to tell y'all. <laughs> how do you do that? Do you post on one platform and it posts on all five or whatever? Because that's, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so, and it's funny that I'm um, able to Susan, do that. Yeah, so, and, and that's one of the techniques I use. And I have, I tell my clients this all the time. I have a webinar on this actually. Um, so social media, you know, you have to just, one of the things I tell everybody is if you are on there sharing your business or what you want to do so you can connect and collaborate with your audience or your, you know, whoever you want to is to use, um, a scheduling tool. So that's like Hootsuite or Buffer. And when you use that and you schedule, you schedule it out, it does, it does post onto those, um, social media platforms at the time you choose to post them with the photo and the verbiage. Mm -hmm. So that's one way um, I deal with the overwhelm because I have people who will see me, you know, two in two or three days and they'll say, Oh, did you see blah, blah, blah on social media? I'm like, I'm not on there. They're like, well, you posted. I'm like, but I didn't post. <laughs> <You don't understand. laughs> there's, exactly. a there's a method to my madness because I have to run a business. Right. So um, that's one of the things that I do. Do you, Catherine, do you have, Catherine, right? I want to make sure I got the name right. Yes. Do you have a business or do you use just social media for like family? Just for, just for family. And so um, I don't, I don't do Twitter. It's very hard to keep up with that. So it's kind of funny that, that there's an easy way to deal with all that. So. Yeah. When you have a business, you have to get super savvy about it. If not, you'll be on your device 24 hours, seven days a week. Yeah. All, it gets crazy. Day. Yeah, it gets pretty crazy and it can become overwhelming. So one of the things, you know, I usually do what, to release some of the overwhelm is, go ahead, Dave. One of the things that, that, that bugs me about social media 
and people using it and, and using it all the time is like, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, for instance, on Facebook, uh, for, uh, as, as the example, I'm in the American Legion. I'm a veteran. Okay. As well as a military spouse, uh, my time in the military was a long time ago. So I got involved with the American Legion and one of the things that I was able to do in the American Legion was go to what they call the National American Legion College. It was, it is a method in which you give, you revitalize legionnaires, younger legionnaires, to go and 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 make the posts, the American Legion posts, better, make it more welcoming for the new veterans. Okay, fine, good, it's good to go. Anybody who goes to this place, the, the American Legion College, National American Legion College, is basically fast-tracking themselves to being the national commander should they choose to. So you think it would be valuable to keep in touch with your with everybody else that went with you and mm-hmm. the following years and the following years. So we have a Facebook page and it's cool. We've been able, we were able to pass on ideas. We were able to help each other out. We were able to keep things going. And then we had a class of students, of of new legionnaires come through, and one gal that went through, all she could do was post about every three hours what she had for breakfast. Oh, my gosh. How she felt on the elevator, what color everybody else's dresses were of the women and how sharp the guys looked and (laughs) boy that class was really involved and impressive to the point that I blocked her I didn't care she offered absolutely nothing to that group to that Facebook page Uh of value like we had been using it in the past she was She's just, that's what she does. And he didn't know oh what to post. My, oh, she my was imp- God. <laughs> she was a, oh, I'm telling you, that's a social media junkie. And oh, my so, God. Yeah. Overpowering. It was that, that overwhelming. When I, when, when you and Susan came up with this one, quieting the noise of overwhelming social media, first thing I thought of was, oh, yeah. The American Legion College Facebook page. <laughs> oh man, you know well, I hated blocking her. Right. She so finally, I think we finally talked to her, and I was and able pro- to unblock her. <laughs> <laughs> You're over there causing trouble. <laughs> I was trying not to. Well, that's and that's what I what, one of the things I want to talk about is some people don't know what to post. Um, they don't know how to post and they don't know where to post it. So one of the things I usually try to make sure is, you know, one thing I, I do is I do a social media purge. And I think one of the overwhelms is that we're part of so many Facebook groups. Um, oh, yeah. Facebook groups, you can be added to them. Honey, I was added to a unique group the other day and I, the girl messaged me and I was like, but I have a rep and I don't know who added me, so please remove me. So what Can't happens you remove is, yourself? Yeah, I did, but I didn't even know I was added, Dave. <laughs> I didn't even know I was added to the group. I'm like, that is the worst Facebook etiquette. I hate it when people add people to stuff without saying, hey, I think you would benefit from this group. 
So that's one thing I tell people all the time is look through your social media groups, find out what groups you're a part of because they do take up your news feeds and they do send you alerts that you've been from that group. So if you have less groups that you're a part of, then you don't have as much going on that you have to look through to pick out the quality stuff that you need to look at. Um, mm-hmm, and what I usually mm-hmm. say is like the top 10 groups that you want to be a part of. Pick 10 really good groups that you feel are beneficial to you, not only like emotionally and mental health wise, but if also find, um, you know, for your business or for mm-hmm. connecting with people. Like, I think that's, it's really important to have a quality versus a quantity because, and, Facebook groups were all the rave and you wanted to have be in every single one for the lack of FOMO, like fear of missing out on something. Oh, the thing is that, yeah, that FOMO. Yeah. FOMO. <laughs> so, FOMO. you know, you're not, you're not. FOMO. Oh, I now know what FOMO means. Awesome. So glad I got to, <laughs> so glad I got to, to teach you one thing today. Oh, you have, I'm mean, really, you have. So FOMO is, is fear of missing out. And so when you are in all these Facebook groups, you're like, oh, this group talks about this. If I'm not in it, I won't know about it. The truth is that there's so much knowledge, information, and people out there to connect, collaborate with, that you are going to run into the right information. So, I mean, I don't know. How many Facebook groups are you guys a part of? I'd probably okay. say about 10 to 15. Yeah. Game. Well, that's not a bad number. That's awesome, actually. I'm counting them. <laughs> I mean, and but out of I've, my ten, out of my ten groups, I have five groups that I'm just consistently. I'm very solid voice in those groups. Um, what, what did you count all yours? Do you have them yet? I'm still counting. Oh no way, Dave. I am. No, I really do. I have that many. Wow. What I have for most of my, the the groups that I participate in are for, you know, the German groups here of the, the, the free, the, the yard sales and PCSs and things like that. uh, Because there's, there's 30 of those. No, there's more than that. Um, Yeah. But, But there's some of those I, 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 I've turned off notifications for. Right. And, but I want to be able to post to them when I'm going to have something to sell. Right. So to now, me, see, that makes sense. I have, okay. But honestly, no, realistically, I have uh, 27 groups, 27 public groups that I'm in. And it doesn't show me my private ones. Well, I mean, and the truth is we're part of a lot of them, but like you said, you turn off the notifications. Like there are some groups that I'm in because I want to support or I'm in one unique group or one 31 group or one whatever group. So that when I do need something that I want to purchase from those, that brand, I go right to that group, but I turn off the notifications. Um, so I don't get them on my newsfeed though. That, that's another really good thing to do too. So in, in having these groups, the overwhelm, if you cut down the amount of groups that you're in, then you won't have as much going on when you log on or when you get alerts on your phone. And then you have to think about 
now you have these groups. What are you going to do with these groups? So, Catherine, you said you use, you use the groups mostly for family stuff, or are you on their networking, too? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. So, we're going to go back to the girl from, the, from Dave's story. So, she probably <laughs> didn't know what to post. So, what happens is you, some people post the wrong stuff in the groups, not realizing that it's not the platform to post it. So, um, what I usually, you know, tell, tell everybody is, or even like, it's a rule of thumb for myself. I make sure that when I go into a group and I'm posting something, it's a question. It is a comment, something uplifting, something um, adding value to the group, or it's sharing a win or a struggle. And sometimes when we're transparent and we're vulnerable, it allows us to get support from our peers. So posting questions like, you know, hey, does anybody have a tip for this? Or a really inspirational quote that moved you that morning. I think those are really good things to post in groups, not just doing drive-bys. I call them drive-bys. Have you heard of that, Dave? Drive-bys? Yes. Uh-huh. So drive-bys are just when you post in that group that day when you can post your social media handle. And that <laughs> is not cool. <laughs> that is you're not, not only are you not adding value to the group when you do that, but you're not getting any value at either. So, you know, as a spouse, if I'm in a support group and I'm just a flower on the wall, which is fine, you know, sometimes people don't feel comfortable posting in groups, but you go in there one day and they're like, hey, we want to follow each other on social media. And that's the only day you post in that group. What value are you getting out of that? If that's all you did, you know what I mean? Or posting your food or whatever it is, like you were saying earlier, it's just not, it's not adding value. And if you're not adding value or taking, getting value from a group, I say, just re drop the group. I mean, really, it's not even true. worth yeah. the time. Like why even be part of it? Because the people in that group, they're working that group as hard as they can. And if you're not benefiting, then remove yourself. It's, it's very true. So, I mean, other than networking, what else do you guys use your groups for? Um, mostly just keeping in touch, um, monitoring. Um, I just did a full count. I have 78 groups I'm in. Oh, my gosh, Dave. <laughs> Catherine's about to lose it over there. That's Six nice. of Six of which I manage. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a little bit different. I don't know if I'd count that. Yeah, I wouldn't count that either because managing groups is a lot of work. Well, uh, and one of them is a family. Uh, another one is a, 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 a pseudo club. It's been inactive for almost a year. Uh, another one is for the National Legion College, but just my class class of 1999 which you know never has anything in it one's a boy scout troop facebook page mm -hmm. one for middle, male military spouse radio show one for the men's room um right wow <clears throat> you got a lot I, mister I, I do i mean because what i've i've been messing around with facebook since it was inception mm -hmm. um I, I missed, of course, the original uh, way to just pass around faces and things like that. But once it was released to the general public, I've been on Facebook. 
Right. I've, wow. I, you know, it's what, uh, eight years. I think, let me go back and see. Let me see if I can find out when it. I, I, I don't. Re- I remember. I think it was like for me, like 2004. And I just used it in the, like I said, in the beginning for family stuff. And now I feel like Facebook, Facebook particularly for me, it's just like a business thing. Like I can't, I don't really even post as much personal stuff as I'd like to post because it's mm-hmm. so many people are able to see into my world. And I just, mm-hmm. I want to keep some stuff private. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much out there. Like I share a lot of my, my life with social media because I have a virtual business. I have, you know, multiple businesses. And so for me, I have to share if I want people to invest in me. Right. Or, you know, know what I'm doing. So I have to be out there sharing, but it sometimes I'm like, this is drawing the line. So, you know, I will say this, I have a very private Instagram that I only have like, 80 people on there and those are the places that I really post a lot of my real life stuff that I want to connect with my my people that are part of Mm -hmm. my my life um you don't necessarily want to see my son doing certain things or you know certain inside jokes that you wouldn't get of a a photo of 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 a food or something like that so I don't put that on my regular social media I do do it on a very private Instagram um but as far as with, like with platforms, I would say, you know, to remove some of the overwhelmed platforms is number one. I mean, not platform, but Facebook groups. Make sure that you kind of filter through those. The other thing I want to bring up is um, the, the, I have a rule. It's called the 30-30-30 rule. Or what is 15, that? Yeah. So it's either 30-30-30 or 15-15-15. And what I mean by that is you get on social media, not all day but you want to make sure that you're connecting with your audience or your fellow peers. And so I say three times a day in the morning, afternoon, and in the evening, take either 30 minutes or 15 minutes and pop onto social media, make a few comments, like a few posts, check your Facebook groups, uh, make sure nobody's acting crazy in those groups (laughs) and remove any posts. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just, (laughs) just to make sure, um, so, yeah, and I do it in the morning. I actually do 15 minutes, and I, do, I usually do 15 minutes four or five times a day because I have different times of the day where it's the peak and it's the quiet. So I'll do in the morning for my coffee uh, for 15 minutes, and then in the afternoon when I have some time to myself and I have lunch, I do 15 minutes, and then in the evening around 7 o'clock, I do another 15 minutes. So yeah. it doesn't, you're not online all day, but you are popping in and you're catching the important stuff really quick and you're showing support, connecting and cultivating your ideas with your audience and, and with your peers. If I was that smart, I could do, I, I might be able to do that. <laughs> Set your alarm. Well, Set an alarm. Well, I, mine, I don't know. I, I guess I, 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 I couldn't bring myself to do that mostly because I'm, it's just, I'm not wired that way. I can't, Schedule. I'm on my phone all the time. I really am. I set aside time during the day to do my business, which is the podcasting. So right. I am scouring the internet. I am scouring social media, but my mindset is completely different than being the social individual person. 
at when I'm an individual person, that's when I go explore the the, the yard sales sites, and I go uh, when I'm in Boy Scout mode. I, it's when I check out the Boy Scout uh, uh, posts and the and the groups and the uh, anything else that that relates to to the Boy Scout world. Um, when I'm doing MSOI stuff, I shift over to the MSOI stuff. Although my MSOI is part, uh, I guess we would say my 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 fun time, my me time. It's where I right. that that's my tribe. That's my group. And, I love that. And so I I do that, but that also works into my business too. Because my business is getting everybody that's out there in the the the, the spousal the military spouse worlds and uplifting what they're doing. Yeah. Because I'm going to make money off of that when I get sponsors. Right. So you're doing but you're doing networking and you're collaborating at the same time. Yeah. And I'm kicking back and enjoying and passing a couple of jokes and, you know, having some fun and commenting on somebody's picture like, oh, you did that? Really? That's funny. Right. You know, stuff like that. But uh, and a lot of times I can't separate the two into their well, own two different worlds. Because part that's, of networking. that's it my, my safe zone. Yeah. Well, I was going to say I do that too, but I not into, not into that community, but there's also other communities that I do the same thing. Um, and I'm having a good time because I'm supporting them and I want to hear their wins, but I'm also making sure I pop into network and find if there's any collaborations that I could do. So, I mean, it's a both, it's both for me, but I know I have to set aside that time because if I don't, I will be on it all day and I won't get any of my clients, <laughs> any of my clients work done. Do you oh play games on your phone? Okay. So I, I do, but I try not to, cause then I won't do anything else. Ooh. Like I will be on, I have this one game on my phone. I'm looking right now. It's called cooking fever. I love those games. And you just go like, on there. Is that like ranch rush and, and, and things like that where you, you, you're you, you're a you're a you're a little a little person that runs around over on one side of the screen is the is the stove, but there's yes. a series of tables and somebody yes. comes and they sit down. You got to supposed to run over to them and find and out what it is so they want. Yes. Run back over, start cooking it. Somebody else comes in there, and you got to go find that out before. And it, but you got to rush back before the food for the first you person cook burns. The food so you don't burn it, and you got to serve the people so they don't get mad. Oh my and you got to collect the money. Oh my gosh, I will. I will be on it all day long, trying to like it gets get faster a and more. faster and yes, faster and, and you faster. get more. You get more stuff. So you yeah. you buy a faster fryer or a faster coffee maker. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That is that is just a sign of an unstable mind, Moni. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I'm like, how fast can I get this done? I because I, I like organization, ah, so it yeah. works really well for me because it's the way my brain works. So I'll cook like three hamburgers and three hot dogs at one time, but then I have like three burners. So as soon as so, like, there's a whole strategy. <laughs> Yeah, I play. I play. Believe it or not, honest to goodness, I I play solitaire. Oh my gosh, that's I can't do that. The old-fashioned solitaire, yeah, because I what I 
what I try to do is I try to, to, to solve it in the least amount of moves in the shortest period of time. Yeah, no. You said you do too, so, Catherine. <laughs> I couldn't do that. And I have two different types of solitaire that I like to play. I like to play the old-fashioned Klondike. You know, the the, the right. Everybody knows how to play Klondike, um, but but a lot of people don't know what it's called. It's just plain old solitaire. You know, one card or three card, one one card draw or three card draw. You know, I do the one card draw. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then there's another one that's that's uh, free sell, uh, which is oh, you, I I remember that game. All the cards are out, but you have to put them in you know alternating red black combinations. But you you have to you have to sort them into columns and then be able. But you have four free cells up on top in which you can move a card out of the way. I remember that. Catherine, do you, that's an old game. And I play Dave. that one. Yes, they are. But you know what? I'm pretty good at them. And yeah, I no. just love whooping them out. And then when I get tired of that, I shift over to the, the hidden the hidden picture stuff. Uh-huh. Where you, you got to look at something really close and see if you can find it. And then you select it. And then you've got like like 40 things you have to find in in two minutes. Oh my God! Puzzles, puzzles. Yeah, no, games. that's too slow for me. No, I would lose yeah. my mind. Catherine, do you play and any games? And then, game? of course, Pokemon Go. I'm a Pokemon oh, Go. That's funny. Well, I only I only play games on planes. I don't normally do it on a day to day basis. Only when I'm sitting in the plane and there's literally no internet, nothing to do. Right. Yeah, and I don't play games all the time either because I just I don't I don't really make the time for it and. When I do have the time, I really do try to just turn everything off and read for 30 minutes. <laughs> turn it off and get into a book, right? <laughs> so disconnect to reconnect in some way. Oh, my gosh. So, you're, Catherine, do you think the 15-15-15 rule would work for you? Or do you uh, not? I think so. I think so. Um, but I, I think, I don't know if I would struggle with it kind of like because it's like, you know, there's some stuff that you're on there for personal reasons. Like, uh, cause there's like a couple of groups I'm a part of that are for educational purposes, like your own mm-hmm. educational purposes, you know? Um, like I have an autoimmune disease and I didn't know much about it. So I joined a group that had a bunch of people with the same disease and, um, and they, they would tell me like, these are the foods you should be eating. These are the foods you mm-hmm. shouldn't be eating, that kind of stuff. And like, you know, you, you kind of learn more about it kind of a thing. And I don't know if I would consider that really against my 15 minutes, but um, I, I, mean, I, it I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't because it's a support thing. It's, it, it, it falls outside of the, outside of the, the 15 rule, you know, of just jumping on there and making a presence known and, you know, participating, you're not participating in a support group. You are actually providing help and seeking help. So I would well, say I'd it fall could be the same thing. It could be it could be the same thing because you're providing you're 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 providing uh, quality you know you're you're putting into the community and you're taking mm-hmm. away from the community because she's she's going in there to find out information or see if there's new stuff and she's also putting information in there so it really could be if she wanted wanted it to be I mean 
you know, these are just things that I came up with that help me and some of my clients <laughs> because we have hey. a lot of social media handles and it works for us. It um, sounds like it sounds like an amazing thing to, to, to do if you do find yourself heavily overwhelmed. Uh, like yeah, I have 12 with, accounts. Yeah. Well, not even that. I mean, just some, there's some people that like there's members of my family that I'm just like, you've been on your phone for like three hours. Like you want to engage <laughs> with the rest of the family. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's the kind of person that I'm like, hey, you're they don't even realize they're, they're the ones trying to like Dave's friend who was like posting all the time, you know, so it's just mm. like. Yeah, and it's part of our society, too. Like, my brother will post something. I'm like, that was dumb. Why would you post hey, that? Hey, let's get into, let's get into, <laughs> let's take a quick 30-second break here, hear from our sponsor from Armed Forces Insurance, and then when we come back from the commercial, let's talk about when is, when is it uh, acceptable to be dealing with social media. Let's, but we'll be back in 30 seconds. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies. Wasn't me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Okay, we're back on Spouse Spouse episode 44, Quieting the Noise of Overwhelming Social Media. We have a guest host, Moni Jefferson, with us. She is an expert in social media and how to make it work for you. Moni, question. Yes. When is it acceptable or what, what do you do when somebody starts messing around on their phone and into social media at, like, say, the dinner table? When is it not acceptable? Well, first of all, in my house, we don't allow anything on the table electronic unless there's an emergency or something like that that we need to keep close tabs on. Wow. But most of the time, and, and we have a rule in our house because when I started my business, obviously I was on social media all the time because that's how I network. Um, mm -hmm. And my husband was like, you're on your phone all the time. I'm like, but you don't understand. I have FOMO, right? <laughs> I was like, I got FOMO. But no, really. So we came up with a rule when he gets home from, from work, we turn off our phones for two hours. Um, it's completely, totally unacceptable at dinner time, in my opinion, to have your phone on. That is a really great time to connect with your family or your friends. And if I'm going to sit on my phone and eat, I could just do that by myself, right? So there's no reason That's for us true. sitting around, hanging out. It's the best time to like, really connect with your family and find out what's going on with them. And if you really take a few minutes to just quiet the noise of social media, you will see how loud and like your family has a voice. They have so many things going on that they want to talk to you about. But if you're looking at your phone, they feel ignored. So I say never. So what do you, what do you say, Catherine? Uh, we don't allow it at the phone either, or we don't allow it at the dinner table either, but we won't turn it off. Um, so we'll just, well, and I, and I guess we're more cognizant of it when we're like out to eat, you know, when you're like looking at other families and like, you know, it's a mm. four person family and everyone's on their phone. You're like, wow, that kind of really 
sinks in yeah. how it really affects family time. Um, and that's, that was kind of like a motivation for us. So, and we'll, we'll like catch ourselves, you know, I'll, I'll tell my husband, I'll say, Hey, you know, do you mind putting your phone away? And then he'll be like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I didn't even realize, you know, you don't realize you're on it. Right. Uh, and you're just waiting for like your food or something. And it's like, Oh, I, you know, I should be engaging with you instead of just sitting here scrolling. Exactly. Or even in the car when the same thing in the car. So when we're driving somewhere, before we used to have a conversation. Now, if he's driving, I'm on my phone looking at social media or responding to emails, or he's on his phone playing a game or whatever. And there is a 15 minute drive. We could have talked about something. So we are missing out. We're missing out on a lot of really great quality conversations, right? Where do you think social media is going to go next or where is, you know, modern computing going to go next? I I mean, I honestly foresee us being able to have phones are going to become a thing of the past and we're going to have like eyeglasses or goggles that we put on that that have the have the, the, the screens on them and you can see, you know, your social media. Uh, but it's going to be transparent enough that you can see what's out in front of you as well. You'll be talking through your earpiece, which is part of the, the what's holding it, the goggles to your head. Right, uh, right. I, I, you know, uh, of uh, you'll be wearing gloves that have sensors on your fingers. I honestly think this is going to happen. And well, they have stuff like that out there already. They, they do, and it's way expensive, but the prices are going to drop, and when the prices oh, yeah. drop, you know, we're going to see another paradigm shift. What I'm curious, you know, when we when we put up the, the thing here, quieting the noise of overwhelming social media, I started thinking about that, about how how technology is progressing. But then I also started thinking about how in a free enterprise system like we have now, we have all of these different social medias out there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, we have Reddit, we have, you know, Mm -hmm. I could go on and on and on. And as a professional that, that relies on social media to get the word out and to gain the popularity and to to be able to be marketable, I find that I'm missing out on a few of them. That is not going to survive a paradigm shift. So which social media should I land on as a primary? And do I try to get other people to port over to that particular type of social media? And I, the more I think about it, the more confused I get. And the, the, right. The, well, I was just going to say, I think overwhelmed really- I get. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think there's going to be a big shift once once that technology is more affordable to us. But I will say as far as what platforms you should be on, I really think it depends on your uh, target audience. So if you're on Twitter and you're not getting a lot of engagement, there may not be a reason to be on Twitter. If you're on Instagram and you don't really post a lot of beautiful photos or share photography or share photos, then maybe Instagram is not the right platform for you. Just because, like, fear of missing out, you have all these platforms. You know, I mean, there's Snapchat. I'm not, I'm on Snapchat, but I don't even use it because my audience is not on Snapchat, yeah. you know? So for me, I don't put Snapchat on any of my business stuff because my audience is not there. So I think that it's really important when you're deciding what platforms to use that your audience is on that platform. So... 
if Twitter does work for you and Facebook doesn't, then maybe you don't need Facebook. So, I mean, it just, it really narrows down to that. Is, are you being heard? Are you coming, are you giving, are you getting quality feedback from those platforms? And then moving forward, eventually as you grow, you may need Twitter or Instagram because you're growing so mm-hmm. big. Um, and what do you think? I think you're right. I think you're right. Uh, also, with one other thing is what, or a different aspect to look on, and to, and also to avoid answering your question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the casual user? What about the casual user who's out there and, and, and is experiencing FOMO, the fear of missing out? What, how, do you, how do you handle all of – how does the casual person handle all of this Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? I, I mean, my God, the stuff is going on so fast. I mean, Twitter moves too damn fast for me. Yeah, Twitter and Snapchat move very fast. Um, I would say I can't really identify any value to it, and, I, and I'm scared to put my 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 product on there because it's like nobody's going to see it, and those who do, they're going to, you know, next picture could be of a cat playing a piano, and I've lost their attention. Right, right, yeah, and that goes also goes back to sharing your story about your brand. So people, if you're just posting information out there to get people to kind of buy into your product or your service or whatever you're doing. I mean, everybody's selling something, right? So it's just (laughs) another person selling something. But if you share your story on there and incorporate it with your brand, your service, your product, people will be more in tune to say, Hey, what's Dave got going on this week? He, you know, because you're, you're being very authentic, you're being transparent, you're sharing the history of your business and why you're doing your business. So you're kind of, you're, you're sharing your story. And to me, that's important. And that's what, peop, what keeps your people engaged, your followers following and commenting. So Should I, I mean, feel guilty? Should I feel guilty if, I'm, if I feel like I, if I am engaging enough in one particular platform to prevent them from going to something else? Well, will they hate me for it? No, I mean, I do think don't overwhelm them. But I don't, I don't feel bad. No, like do what's good <laughs> for your business. You know, like you have to do what's good for your business and you also have to do what, what's good for you, like what you feel good about doing. So, I mean, you're saying you don't want your followers to go over to Twitter and you're not really on Twitter. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I am on Twitter, but let's take one that, I, uh, that I'm on, but I don't do a darn thing with. It's the same one you are, and that's Instagram. Um, I know that the people that are Instagram junkies, they're not finding a thing about any of my podcasts. They're not mm-hmm. finding a thing out about anything that we talk about because I don't post on it. Well, is your audience on it? I don't know. I don't know what audience is over there. I'm scared of it. Well, I will say there's a lot of a lot of the audience that would um, be interested in your product, your service, or your brand is on social uh, is on Instagram. And I will say this: as far as quieting the noise, although Instagram looks very busy, it is very quiet. I've made more connections messaging through Instagram 
and collaborations messaging through Instagram than I have on Facebook because Facebook is so overwhelming sometimes. So um, that's a tactic that I've just discovered. And so Mm -hmm. I tell all of my clients and anybody who wants to collaborate with anybody, send them a message on Instagram because I bet you their Instagram is not over flooded with messages. Hmm. Hmm. I have to play with that. Yeah, definitely get on there. Let me know if you need any help. I'll be happy to be your first follower. I remember, I remember back in the day when it used to be only email and in order to get your word out there, you had to spam people, but Mm. that's what I, you know, Twitter seems like just a bunch of spam to me. Well, and I, fortunately it doesn't clog up my phone. (laughs) Right. Well, and Twitter for me is a celebrity platform. So um, I'm not a celebrity so I don't, I just don't find Twitter for, for my, my brand and for, for my target audience, my people are not, not on Twitter as much. It's yes, not, not it's just dead air for me. I will say this, if I want to connect with a certain brand, sometimes I will use Twitter and send them a message and they will respond. Um, and it's because they want to collaborate as well. But my audience is not on there. I'm not getting a whole bunch of messages or likes. On Facebook, I do. On Instagram, I do. So those are really my target place. And LinkedIn, too. Those three are my go-to. Twitter, I just have it connected just in case anybody wants to connect. (laughs) Right, right. Uh, if there's anybody listening and they want to join in, you got a question you want to ask, or you got a, 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 a opinion you want to throw out there, by all means, call in and talk to us. The lines are open. 323-873-8704358. And if you're like listening in your office and you're listening through your headphones and you can't talk but maybe you can chat come check out the chat room that is with the 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 episode you click on the episode and then you go over to chat and i've got the chat room open and i'm happily will take anything you type and say it for you on the show so please contact us let us know what you got on your mind do you have fomo yeah now, Catherine, you're with you're with uh, you're with the MSJDN network, correct? That's correct. Yeah. So, uh, is there so anything actually, that you guys see on the legal side of social media that that we as military spouses need to watch out for and be aware of uh, uh, trends or anything? I mean, because. Social media getting more and more popular and getting faster and faster and faster. Is there are people finding themselves getting in trouble? Have you seen? Um, I guess I, I can't really speak for MSJDN, but just uh, in my personal experience, there are some things that people will do to tend to overshare uh, that they don't even realize is criminal in nature. Like, oh gosh. Um, you know, like there could be an argument that putting your kid in a dog crate and keeping him in there and posting a picture about how funny it is, that could be, you know, borderline child abuse, you know, or, um, you know, people needing to be cognizant about naked pictures of their children, which is, um, 
you know, like a bathtub photo, obviously, like from a parent's perspective is innocent, but I mean, there's a lot of predators behind computers and, Mm -hmm. you know, that's a photo that you can never, ever take down. You know what I mean? Um, I had a friend that took a picture of her son urinating on a wall. She thought it was hilarious, but it's like now her, her three-year-old can never get that photo off the internet. You know what I mean? Like if he wants to run for Congress or, you know what I mean? When he's older, that will be something that will always haunt him because it's forever on the internet and who knows what sexual predators are out there, you know, enjoying that kind of thing. And it's just people don't like before they post especially when it involves children and it's kind of a sensitive issue for me, especially with respect to military kids about like, um, I don't know if you, you guys remember that the MSOI talk about like, Girl. Hey, like take off the geo tagging on your, on your photos and just stuff like that. And I was like, um, I was kind of surprised, like, Oh yeah, I forgot that that's something that iPhone does. Is it like remembers where you took the, you know, like sometimes too much information is like harmful, especially mm-hmm. yeah. being in the military and, yeah, we move around a lot, and so, like, most of the time I will have, um, you know, an address. Uh, like, I use my home record address all the time, so uh, it's really funny around, like, election time. I don't get a lot of the spammy mailings and stuff because it's always going to, like, a previous address because we've moved around so much. Um, <laughs> right. But, and so, and, you know, but, like, you can, like, Google your name, and there's, like, certain websites that'll have uh, – there was one that had, like, my – voting records and all this other stuff and um you know i made i I contacted the secretary of state i'm like hey so it kind of makes me uncomfortable that like my entire voting history and my you know home address and you know who i live with is on this website and they're like hey you know as a government agency we don't you know monitor that um we don't have anything to do with that that's just public you know public information that people can just request wow and so i had to go and like scrub you know every Google reference where you have to like opt out of being, you know, having your um, Mm -hmm. personal information information up there. Yeah. And it was really creepy. It was very big brother because it had like my brother's name, his age, you know, his girlfriend, where they live, my parents, you know, it was just, I mean, it was kind of helpful that we move around a lot. So on some websites they thought that I was still in like a different state, but it was like, you know, if you really want to find somebody, you know, your your information is out there. Yeah, it and, is. Uh, it's, 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 it's once like it's on the internet, it's there. Once it's on the internet, it's there forever. Yeah, but you cannot you cannot completely remove everything. So you know, it's it's you can find out whether or not they have ways in which you it, it becomes more difficult for somebody to get it. And like you said, you opt out on all of those various things. What about yeah. the, the the stuff that you, that that gets put on there innocently? Like, well, let's say for instance, uh, pictures. You know, you take a cool picture at a festival, and you mm-hmm. show you're showing your it shows you and your family having a great time on this giant Ferris wheel, and there's a whole bunch of other people with the, and their pictures are now on that picture. And you share it. Yeah. I Are think you... that's different because it's like a public place. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's like sort of a different situation. I guess I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, the, like the, the, the toddler urinating on the brick wall. Like that's something that, um, you know, a predator can take. 
Um, and then mm-hmm. distributing amongst his network. Oh, so scary. Um, and that's horrifying because that's your child. And then, right. oh, let's say, let's say it was at the school ground, like the school, like they can, then they can look at the, the photographed information to be like, oh, I know where your kid goes to school now. Right. Creepy. You know, you don't want that information. And I don't think, um, I know moms don't mean to do that. They, you know, she was just, she really had no ill will. It was just, she thought it was hilarious. Like, oh, he had to go. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, decided to go, but it was just like, you know, and I just shook my head when I looked at that because I was like, oh, you know, she doesn't realize this is, you know, because not only does, um, you know, this uh, have posed like safety concerns, there's also like just how this is going to affect, like, we were all fortunate in that our parents had to take photos of us. Right. And, and, store it. and put them in albums. Like, right. Children today do not have a choice. They will have a digital footprint. And um, everybody's got you know, that album. <laughs> right. And then they're in everybody's, you know, and they're, they're entirely plastered on the internet and they've never had any choice about that. So right. um, it's kind of, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of. That's so scary though, if you think of that. Doing that. Oh my gosh. So scary to think about that stuff going on. And when we heard that at employee, I, I was freaked out when I left. <laughs> yes. She did. Alexandria did. Alexander did a very good job of making a lot of people nervous. <laughs> she yeah, did a great job. Like, I need but I think it was it, I think it's important, like with OPSEC and everything else, like people are so focused, like, oh, OPSEC, OPSEC, but they don't think about what about my personal safety, like, aside, you know, OPSEC aside, you know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. It did bring well, awareness. I think it's important that we do talk, you know, have that out there. To know when that it comes to things can happen. That's, Sorry. Yeah. When it comes to social media, there is so much OPSEC violations out there, and you'd be surprised who's doing the violating. Uh, I don't mean to be pointing any fingers, but my garrison puts out a lot more <laughs> information than I would be comfortable putting put out there, and it's been put out public on Facebook. Yeah. You'd be surprised what um... – I, I just I've been I guess I agree with you. I've been surprised what PAOs do post, um, especially during like uh, trainings and deployments and stuff. You're just like, why does this need to be public information about specifically where they are yeah. and what exactly they're doing? Yeah. Why is why is my show my soldier's face on that picture? Uh, I think we just told everybody the entire world where they're at. And you're right. telling me I can't. So now we know. Yeah. And you're telling me I can't do this in a coffee shop, yet you're plastering it on the internet. Thanks, PAO. Right. Yeah, so, and Facebook will automatically tag like a service member, like, is this so and so? And then ask you, and yeah. they're horrified, like, no, I don't want them tagged, you know? Right. That's so scary. Oh, my gosh. You guys, that's some scary stuff. I'm telling you. Is this the side of over? Is this the side of social media you and Susan were thinking we were going to talk about on this? No, but this actually, <laughs> this actually overwhelms me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to go look and see what I've done again. Um, oh my gosh, no, no, seriously. I mean, social media overwhelm can be this too. Like, like, like Catherine said, you don't even know you're putting things out there that somebody could take the wrong way. You know, like the kid in a dog crate that, you know, you don't know the background behind that. And, and maybe it was something funny that happened and you took the picture, but somebody else looking in who's like child protective services or whatever could be like, this is child abuse. Like you said, you know, so I yeah. think it is, it is really. Between like, yeah, overreacting, but like just 
having that, you know, what, what does that, what kind of message does that send to somebody? Um, especially other mothers that are just like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So I'm sure it was innocent and I'm, you know, and I, I, I knew this girl, so I knew that the child wasn't necessarily in danger, but it was just, you know, that's something that I don't think is necessary to put on social media. You know what I mean? Right. Like it could have just been like in your private group, like the one I have, right. or just very private. <laughs> right. Or take the photo and print it and then put it away. <laughs> so, all right. Let's or two like on. I do, it never, le- never leaves the phone. <laughs> it's like, but I think, I think that's part of our culture. Like it is when you are going through something or you're feeling something, it is automatic to go right to Facebook or wherever to post what you're going through. So you can get a response to even affirm what you're going through or feel better about your situation versus taking the time out to invest in yourself to kind of get through whatever situation it is that make, is making you feel negative or reaching out to somebody who is a support system. So a lot of people rely on, social media for support. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially the younger generation, they're posting, oh, I lost my job. Why are you telling the world you lost your job? That is so embarrassing. No, especially and if somebody, somebody, if one of your friends goes on there going, oh, I'm sorry, dude, what happened? And then you tell them. Yeah, it's just and a, so like, now on a perspective employer can go oh are you on facebook oh look there you are you lost your last job why because you told the owner he was a jerk oh (laughs) it's true we gotta watch what we're doing a pleasure to have met you sir but no i think we have somebody a little bit more qualified than you exactly Oh, yeah. I mean, it's okay to put stuff out there, which, which kind of leads into the next topic we're going to talk about, which is self-promotion. I uh-huh. mean, it's, it's good to put stuff out there, um, well, let's especially do... on social media. Go ahead. Are, are you ready to start talking about, about that then? Because if so, we can go ahead and knock a uh, – we have one more commercial break we have to take. We could take that right now and then go into self-promotion yeah. for the remainder of the show. Yeah, Sound let's good? do it. Yeah, okay. let's do it. As Captain Barrett's wife, I'm known for my volunteer work, but at home... Hey, you ate all the cookies. Wasn't me. I'm known for my amazing chocolate chip cookies, and that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. Yay! Armed Forces Insurance, thank you for being a sponsor of of uh, Spouse Spouts, and we're on episode 44, Quieting the Noise of Overwhelming Social Media, with special guest host, Moni Jefferson. She is sitting in for Susan Reynolds, who is uh, convalescing, or I think Yay. that's how you say it, convalescing. Yeah, well, she's being loopy on pain medication, so... Uh, we we don't want her on the show. She may not make any sense. <laughs> it's okay. I'm super excited to be here. Um, we just wrapped up talking about um, social media overwhelm and some things you guys can do to, um, you know, silence the noise a little bit, you know, just remove some Facebook pages, put quality product out there, quality things that you want to say, and do the 15-15-15 rule. Um, so that you're not on social media all day and also make sure to use a um, 
like a scheduler system. So you're not on social media. So, so yeah, we're going to jump right into um, self-promotion, which we were just talking about putting your information out there and what's okay to put out there. But an OPSEC, which was, which is always scary. It always gives me a little anxiety talking about that topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, putting your information out there and what's good to put out there and what's, what's, what could be left to yourself. Um, but more importantly, as far as like self-promotion. So, I mean, do you really want to promote that you lost a job and that you told, you know, the boss, he was a jerk. No, you don't because your future employees are going to come back, like Dave said, and say, never mind, we don't want to hire you anymore, right? So, I mean, for self-promotion, um, I don't know about you, Catherine, but when I was a little girl, as a young lady, I was told to, you know, if you brag too much, you're conceited, you're narcissistic, you take too many photos, you're this, why are you talking about yourself? It's rude. And I think you know, growing up and speaking to a lot of other um, people, they have gone through the same thing where you're told to like, just not brag about yourself. Do you guys, I mean, do any of you have experience with that? I don't. Um, I guess we didn't, I didn't really have a cell phone until middle school and it wasn't like, it was like one of those razors. Um, so not a lot of camera or video, you know, high quality. Um, so, you know, I would only be called vain or, a narcissistic hair a lot or putting on makeup, you know, like a lot of makeup as a kid. Um, I think it's different for this generation of children that are just used to having a phone and, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Like video, me, me, me. It's, just, it's a completely different generation. So I don't know. Well, and I mean, a lot of what we do is on social media. So you do have to do a lot of self-promotion. So, I mean, you have well, to promote what the purpose is for. Right. So if you're selling a product or a service, I mean, you have to be out there. You have to share your story. You have to be your brand. But I think a lot of times people see that as, oh, she's bragging again, or they're bragging again. And that's the topic that came up when we, when I spoke with Susan and that's why, you know, she was like, Hey, chat about this. I think self-promotion is really, really healthy. Even if it seems like, you're bragging again or sharing another story or pushing your product. My biggest, my biggest thing is if you do not advocate for yourself, if you do not invest in yourself, who's going to do it. So who's going to know you have this new product out. If you're not self-promoting, if you're not promoting it, who's going to know you're a great blogger or a great podcaster or a great lawyer, if you're not promoting it. So, I mean, as far as self-promotion, and also it is seen, I know a lot of it, we've had conversation, is it is seen as a, as a kind of a bad thing, people. And especially, and I know I don't want to make this like a man-woman thing, women do it to each other. We are always, we, women are so hard on each other. I don't know why. Dave, why are women hard on each other? They just, I don't know what it is. Um, I know that myself promoting or even uh, Susan promoting her product, her service, people get into this thing like, oh, there she goes again, talking about something she's doing, sharing her stuff again. But the truth is we have to use the social media to get our product or service out there. So how else are we going to promote? You're just going to have to suck it up and do it. I mean, I just, I don't 
think it's a bad thing. But when I talk to other spouses who have a new product or a service that they want to get out there, they're scared to say, oh, do you think it'll be received well? Or you don't think people will think that's conceited? I'm like, no, you need to put it out there because we're not going to know what you're doing. Well, and, and there's something to think about on that also, and that is that if somebody believes if, – if, okay, let's look at it this way. You've got something that you want to put out there, but you're afraid it's not going to be well-received because your friends may not like it. But it's something that's going to be amazing and awesome. Um, I'll give you a good – for instance, and, and you, uh, Moni, you and, uh, and Catherine may like – hip-hop maybe Mm -hmm. i don't so if a friend of mine was to tell me that they were going to put out a great hip-hop album and they and they were relying on me believe me i would i would be telling them it would it would fail it would be horrible i would nobody would buy it because (laughs) i'm not going to buy it and i'm so wrong i am so wrong i am such a minute person in the gigantic scheme of things, when you get right down to brass tacks, there is no such thing as a, a bad promotion because you're not going to, you, you, you're, you can't rely on your friends to give you the right advice. You have to put it out there and find out what the world thinks of it. So you need to promote. Ignore your friends. Ignore right. them. Unless right, they're I, part of your creative process. Right. Like if you're doing surveys and things like that through them. But I think, mm-hmm. I mean, growing up, I know a lot of times, um, sometimes we're told, you know, not to brag too much. Not to I remember there's a lot of people much. like that. Yeah. You know, don't sit quietly. Don't, don't brag too much. You may, you did this. That's good. But just keep it to yourself. You know, like. <laughs> They don't want to make it seem like you're being boisterous or overly over the top or whatever. Yeah, and you grow up in a Christian world. You grow up in a Christian household. <laughs> you're, you're you have scriptures thrown at you saying that God hates a braggart. Right, or to be modest and meek. Be modest, and, yeah. You know things like that. And I mean, for me, I I know for for myself and my business, I definitely had to do a lot of self promoting because I had to share my story and. Mm-hmm. I'm an entrepreneur and my family didn't really understand it as much. They were like, yo, what is that? (laughs) You know, they knew what an entrepreneur was, but why am I on social media sharing this and sharing that and doing this and doing that? And it's because people want to know your story before they invest in you. So (laughs) I'm the biggest advocate of self-promotion, getting the word out there and putting, putting good stuff putting good stuff into the universe. So I think as long as you're putting, excuse me. Oh gosh. As long as you're putting really good. Getting a sneeze going, right? I know. I know the feeling. I have to be earlier. So I think as long as you're putting really good stuff out there um, that's promoting yourself, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just know that a lot of us have a hard time doing it with, things that we're doing we don't want to seem like we're being you know to show up you know oh we've got somebody in uh, at the door who's this uh 845 area code it's me dave hi it's barb it's barb hi barb (laughs) how are you 
Outstanding. <laughs> hey, ladies. Um, Hello. When we start talking about promotion, I can't not call in. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? So you're right. Self-promotion is very important, and you're right. You don't want to be a braggart. So that you, what you do more than anything else, if you need to sort of get products and services out there, one of the things to just consider is you don't have to talk about you. You can actually talk about what a product does or talk about how it helps someone mm-hmm. or have that person's story. Depends on what you do, but it is it's necessary. Um, Absolutely. If you're a bu- yeah, if you're a business person or a person that is in even a group or something along the lines of, you know, bigger than a small group, an association, the promotion is not about you so much. It's about the work. And so if you can separate yourself that way, you won't feel bad. And if you're praising someone else by showing what, you know, how if you're doing Rodan and Fields, which I know a lot of military spouses do um, as a side business, you can you can show the results. Exactly. And so you're not really, yeah, you're not really talking about yourself. But it is a world where we elected a president based on social media. Traditional media can't keep up with breaking news. Mm-hmm. So promotion is very much an online opportunity, and if you do it well, you're not really bragging. You're just offering something you feel good about and exactly. you think can help people. And things that you believe in or purposeful work that you're walking in. I, yes. think, that's, I think that's really important as well. Um, yes, and on my personal too. Facebook page, the only things I try to share, like, like so today I shared I was going to be on the podcast and things like that, but on my That's business great. page, I have tons of information about my business, about the product and the service I provide. On the, mm-hmm. my other business page, which is an app, I do the same thing, tons of promotion on that. And I appreciate the people who follow it, and I follow a lot of pages too, but if I don't want to get the updates, but I still want to support you, I still like the page, I just mute the settings. And when I want to go see what you're doing, I'll go to your page. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's yeah, a well, good you manage your you. social media. <laughs> you manage your social media well. Most people, I don't know if they're as savvy about it because if they're not business people, it can get overwhelming. But you're right mm-hmm. that, you know, learning how to use the technology that you are using every day and how not to let it overwhelm you is is a very smart move. Yeah, you have to put you have to put in place the tactics that we talked about earlier. And the thing, this is another tactic, too, where you have, if you have a business, you have your Facebook page for your business, and you invite your friends and family to like that page. And then if you have your Facebook page, and that way you're not posting all your photos of Rodin and Fields and all your 31 stuff on your personal page, you're putting it either in your group or on your business page. And that way you're... A difference, you know, and, and there's a there's a line, Separation. and people respect that line. Yeah, yeah, there isn't for me. It's very weird. LinkedIn for me is only business. 
I well, use LinkedIn, LinkedIn that... for purely business. Me too. My right. Facebook is a weird mix because I'm a weird mix. And <laughs> I, for me, Barb, the kind of work are... I do, I want to work with people that understand me and know what matters to me because I only want to work on things I care about. So You have been our public relations guru on Spouse Spouse for the entire period of time we have been in business, and we've always Thank appreciated you your experts, expert advice. And I think uh, I could have I could have used you in my early days of mili- male military spouse radio show. So, you know, I, uh, I, thank you so I much, and I'm always calling. happy to help. I love having you call in because you're 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 such a resource. You're amazing, uh, and and Thanks, you and Moni are in the same business, public relations. I know it's, we should chat. Mm-hmm. I love you. Yeah. Should the PR girl. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, we should. Barb's um a huge encyclopedia of public relations. That's just because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that information is very valuable. Um, sometimes it's it's good to take it back and get the where it all started at from. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we're about to start talking PR. Let's. Uh, <laughs> well, no, you guys go right ahead. Do that. I mean, this is what is this show? This show like- is spouse. This is an opportunity for us to talk about anything we want. We have a subject, quieting the noise of overwhelming social media, but we, we're not required to stick to that. Me and Susan well, never I stick to that. I didn't want to call in to necessarily speak about PR or anything um, or publicity, but when you speak, when, when someone speaks about promotion, it's real important to me lately to be realistic and to be honest and upfront as a public relations person and Mm -hmm. as a publicist and be able to really, I don't want to tell people I can do things for them that I can't do anymore. Right. Right. And traditional media is a very difficult road to hoe. You really have to have or make something, create something that is newsworthy Otherwise, exactly. breaking through is insane. Promotion, yeah, because everybody has a press release. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and a press release is just a tip sheet to media. Yeah. It's a really, yeah, PR is a really, or publicity, is a really very specific kind of job because the first thing you're doing is, you're, you know, they teach you to think about your client, but you, you shouldn't. You should think about the media. You need to know if I'm pitching a television show or mm-hmm. I want a television show to promote my business, what do I need to give them? Exactly. They Not just video. email them. They and don't say... want talking heads. Right. So the first thing you think about is why is this relevant? Why should their audience care? And what do they need to do the story right? So you think about that from a print, from a web, from a broadcast perspective, and then right. go at it. Promotion. Exactly is so different in many mm-hmm. ways because you don't have necessarily, because of social media, it's, it's both brilliant and awful. You no longer have someone in between you and your audience. Right. There was and that's an editor, a producer. Exactly. Right. That's so, why it's important to share your story, to be authentic, yes. like you were saying. Be transparent, share your story, and don't always make it promo, 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 just the product only. Share why. Yes. And also, 
Yes, and 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 to genuinely, you know, understand that there are people, you know, that your listeners that have businesses that are trying to figure out what is self promotion, what is a business promotion, mm-hmm. what is promotion overall, and marketing is advertising, publicity, promotion, mm-hmm. publicity, and promotion have deep tentacles in social media now. Yeah. And it's, you know, the last 25 years is made the world new. Yeah. In that respect. Social media has. I tell you, most yeah. of the most of the clients, most of the media connections I've made have been through social media. It hasn't been through an email. Most of right. it is because they see me on there. They see me working. They know what I'm doing. They know who my clients are. They know the service we're providing and the purpose behind the story. So I think that's really what's important is that you are missing that. There's not a third person almost anymore. It's you and them. You can do both. You can. If you have news, you can do both. But if you you have something of value, Mm -hmm. but it isn't breaking news, traditional media is very difficult right now. That's all. We're living in a world where breaking news is happening every 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. So nobody has time. We can't keep up to with it. To a soft pitch or a feature. No. So you need to, you know, you need to either create it by creating a photo or a video that is compelling so my, enough. The media kit. So the media kit is my go-to. We have a media kit ready. It tells your story. It shows them where to find you. It tells them what your product is. And then at the same time, don't just send them your information. Tell them exactly how your radio show, your TV feature, exactly what you can do. It takes all the guesswork out of their work. And they're like, oh, they've mm-hmm. already suggested they could bring the animals here. We could get this foundation to come at the same day. And they've already agreed. Mm-hmm. Like, have it all already together. So when they open the email, the email does, doesn't say, hi, my name is so-and-so, and and I just created this product. I'd like to be featured on your show. That Mm -hmm. goes right into the trash can, right into the trash can. You know what? You need to say, hi, Barb, my name is Moni. So now you need to do your research and find out who you need to contact because sending out mass emails, you can tell it's a mass email because there's no connection. You know why the story is going to be good on their their show and have their media kit which your media kit includes where to find you, your story, your purpose, and a quick snippet about what you're all about um, and, or whatever your service product is all about. And then you include that. Or if you have a pitch package, that's even better. Those are a lot longer. But, but yeah, those are all really good things. But, yeah, if you send a bunch of emails, you're more than likely going to the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think – Again, I think there's both. You were talking promotion, not publicity. And from a traditional publicity standpoint, national news is breaking news. Local right. news is not. And mm-hmm. sending out a mass email in, if you're doing an event locally, uh, you target or pull a list for that area and you send it out en masse. But you mm-hmm. send it out understanding that you're sending it to specific people in specific categories so that even that email is high and it is about 
you know, the the beginning is local news. Your subject right. should be local news. Exactly. <laughs> and then you just tell them, we're having an event. This is who's available. There are great photos. Hope to hear from you. There are exactly. some that will come back to you. You target <laughs> others. So you there's a whole lot of ways out. of doing that. But Right. But the promotion promo. thing, mm-hmm. the promotion thing is very different. It's very personal. Mm-hmm. It's there. There's something I would, and then I'm going to stop there, because it's, <laughs> it's, this is not my show. There, there is. It's okay. There is it's something. Okay. <laughs> there is something when it comes to promotion and publicity and media that changed the world that I signed in 1992. I think it's called the Clue Train Manifesto. Anyone interested in promotion and publicity or marketing should read the Clue Train Manifesto. It was about how the, world, the web changed the world. And a really quick description of it I loved is we started out with marketplaces that were built upon what small groups needed. Okay, So you were mm-hmm. new... You know, you moved from one place to another place and you built a community. And what you needed was we need blue jeans, we need seed, we need tools to cut down trees. And general stores would stock those things for you. You told your merchants what you needed, what you wanted. They stocked it, they made money, you got what you needed. We then went into mass marketing. As we evolved, and we created things that we pushed down people's throats. We created Model T Fords, all black, gazillions of them, and told everybody they needed to drive a car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We did it with mass marketing and advertising because we had tools and technology to do that. Right. The marketplace changed entirely from what we wanted to what they wanted to sell and how they could exactly. convince us to buy it. Yep. And how they could convince us to buy it. Mm-hmm. We're back to a one-on-one marketplace. The I web love it, though. changed the world. Mm-hmm. I love it, because, though, because I feel, I feel it, it's a natural connection. Yes. It's an authentic connection. Exactly. You're back to what is it you need? Okay, I'll provide that. Yes. It's back to a general store. And you see big companies doing it by Nike on Times Square on a building giving you a URL where you can create your sneaker and they'll sell it to you. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is is remarkably back to one-on-one. And what, what the last 20 years is, to me, is trying to teach people that that are still shoving stuff down our throats. Right. That is not the way to do it. it no, is, it's not. It is one-on-one now. It is, mm-hmm. what do you need? I'll provide it. Or, or I know what somebody can who I will. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I can't help you with that girl, but you know what? I know somebody. And you know what, Barb? You're going to hire that person because you and I have a connection. We have a relationship. And you're going to hire that person that I referred, even if you don't know that person, because you take my word. We've already connected. You know 
who I am, you know my values, and it speaks through on social media because of the way I promote it. So, yeah, you're, I love that general store concept. I love here's it. Something, so do I. Here's, here's something to think about uh, that, that just, just like it was like an epiphany. It just hit me. Uh, the original social media was face-to-face talking. Correct. It was. It's actually what I started with was Prodigy and CompuServe. There was no oh my AOL. Gosh. That was the only people. Yeah, the only people I met online were men in their middle years that had money and were early adopters. Oh, very wow. few women. Very few women in chat rooms. Very few women exploring that technology. It was very male-dominated, and Mm -hmm. there were men in their 30s and 40s, mostly. And I found it really interesting, and it it affected my work because I was a publicist. And it Mm -hmm. affected my work a lot and how I worked with my clients. But it changed, and now I have backed away from a lot of it because it became your neighborhood bar. (laughs) And it's not like it was when I started. It Mm. wasn't people that were fascinated with or interested in what that technology could do, how to connect to a person in India (laughs) and talk to them. Yeah, it's it's an interesting change. And I've come around to the other way. I was the biggest supporter of the web you've ever met in your life. And working to get things like Ringling Brothers online. You know, right. They put it on the rails. P.T. Barnum put it on a train. I, Mr. Feld put it on the Internet. <laughs> and that was, you know, to me, that was moving in the right direction and moving where progress was. But right. it, I also believe that it, what your real topic is about is yeah. true. It has become overwhelming and one mm-hmm. has to learn how to manage it now <clears throat> again because we managed it in the beginning and then it overwhelmed now us. it's out of control well yeah. we've got we've <laughs> got we four have... minutes left we've got right. four minutes left let's go around the table here and give out any any uh parting words that are ideas or something uh take like 60 seconds and, and throw something out that you think needs to be put out before the show ends. Uh, let's start with Catherine. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Um, <laughs> I, don't know, I, just, I guess uh, just to be cognizant of, uh, you know, we kind of talked about, of you know, oversharing and posting too much and, um, you know, share, share, share. I mean, we all have family members that do that, but maybe thinking before you post instead of just making it automatic. I think that that was um, that was a good tip by uh, Moni. Okay. That's a huge. <laughs> that's a huge. So it, it 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 in in uh, a rewording it is do not become a part of the clutter, do not become a part of the overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. I would say that in our current culture that um, from a business standpoint, more people are becoming entrepreneurs than ever before. Yes. Podcasts, blogs, ways of being able to promote the things you care most about, you're most passionate about, 
the web allows that and the promotion of that and the self-promotion of that is easier than ever but harder than ever because Mm -hmm. you really do need authenticity, transparency, and you need to understand, you need to know and tell them what the value proposition is. Mm -hmm. Mm Why? Why you? Mm -hmm. More than anything else. And that's what branding is, is why your brand? What is unique to what you do? Right. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I'm so glad I had another PR girl to talk to. I could talk about this for days. I literally could go over. I mean, I would I would just, I mean, I, all day long. But I would say for me, um, from today, I would say, you know, make sure that you are on social media. I know it can be overwhelming, but that you do pop in to show not only support, not only earn and share your product, but also to support others. I think that's very important. So set up some boundaries for yourself and your family to, to quiet the overwhelm. And as far as self-promotion, I, I'm going to stick with it. Authenticity, transparency, and share your real story. Why would somebody hire you or use your product over a multi-million dollar company? You know, yeah. what sets you apart? What gives it, what, what is the quality in you? And I think sharing your story, which is the branding part of it, I think that that speaks volumes. So I say just quiet the noise and self-promote. Also, yep. if you are an advocate for yourself and if you invest in yourself, other people will see it and they will advocate and invest in you as well. Yep. Everything that everybody just said there is what I believe as well. But there's one other thing to think about too. In this modern world, you have to get somebody's attention in seven seconds because that's mm-hmm. all you're going to hold their attention is seven seconds. Keep that in mind with all that, all that clutter and whatnot. People may see it, but they only see it for a very short period of time. Thank you guys, everybody, for being with us on the show. Listen next week. We're going to have Aaron Whitehead is going to sit in and be Woo-hoo! our guest host. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on. Coffee on.